0: This is a podcast series produced by Hiraya Media, featuring our conversations with Filipinos from across the world. This podcast has only one goal, to echo what is necessary. So sit back, relax, and welcome to Hiraya Talks. Welcome to Hiraya Talks, the podcast arm of Hiraya Media, where we feature conversations with Filipinos from across the world. My name is Isa Chong, and I will be hosting for you guys today. Now, our theme is still feminism. And today, we are using that, uh, we are using as our jump off point, of course, the article um, from Mela Habijan, which is titled Why Being a Turf is No Joke on HirayaMedia.com. Now, I am personally coming into this conversation as a layperson because because we all know that gender identity in itself is very very complex there's a lot to grasp and digest and not everyone gets the chance to sit and talk with people from the community and today we actually have three very special guests and i want you guys to introduce yourselves your name what you do your gender identity your pronouns as well let's start with dita Aida.
1: Hi, 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 hi. Welcome! thank you. Uh, My name is Tita Ida. I use uh, she, her, hers pronouns. And I reside in San Francisco, California. And I work for the San Francisco Community Health Center. I oversee our transgender programming here at the center. And I also engage, uh, I do community engagement for our organization. So I hope that's good enough. And I'm single, maybe.
0: Thank you so much Itaida for being here. Let's uh, go to Sydney now.
2: Hello everyone, my name is Sydney. Um, I was born in Manila and raised in Palawan. Um, I am the founding artistic director of American Center of Philippine Arts. Um, When I was um, 40 pounds younger, I used to tour internationally with the and Philippine National Dance Company. And also in, the, in San Francisco, I, I, I'm an adjunct at the University of San Francisco. And at present, I work for a tech and hospitality startup in San Francisco as well.
0: There you go. How about you, Jello?
3: Hi, everybody. I'm Jello, or I'm more commonly known as fabulous in social media. My pronouns is he, him, or they. I identify as non-binary. I used to be a freelance fashion stylist, but now I work as a customer service representative for a bookstore chain in the Philippines.
0: Fabulous. Thank you so much for being here. Tita Aida, Sydney Angelo, and welcome to Hiraya Talks. There's so many things to talk about, so let's get started let's talk so the most basic concept people have of feminism is uh, women empowerment but of course it's definitely more than that so I would like to ask you what is feminism to you let's start off again with Tita Aida
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, for me, feminism, basically, I mean, there's different kinds of feminism I've seen through it. And, uh, you know, um, no matter what it, what what route you take, for me, you know, um, I think it's just really being on the same footing of everything, you know, for women. Um, it's so important, you know, um, I didn't realize feminism till, you know, my mom uh, was... Um, was telling me about how she's so underpaid when she was working as a secretary and I was asking her because of course my interest at that time was like well I want to buy more toys you know and it's like but I was like and how come dad is making this much money and and you're making this much money you know so and that was my earliest you know um, idea of feminism like I was like you should, you should ask for a raise you know and you should mm-hmm. ask for some more money and all those stuff but for me it's really more of like I think it's a uh, it's a it's it's a, um, how do I say this? The of women to be equal in everything that we work with here. And in you humihinga ka you need to be equally equal with everybody. That's that's my definition of feminism. So.
2: Perfect. Sydney? For me, feminism is more of like, It's an advocacy in general of women's rights based on gender equality. So in all shape, in in, in all angles, in all shape and form, it's basically, um, parang yung fight mo eh, parang, you know, it's, it's something that you fight for, for just to be treated equal, like equal with everybody else. Like, you know, like regardless of what gender identity you are or anything, you should be equally treated like anyone else.
3: Correct. Angelo um, uh, for me feminism just like um what previously said is fighting for equality but not just equality but also the equity of women and not just any um, women but mm-hmm. all types of women all ages all types all sizes and all identity all the different identities of women I think that's very important that we note that the feminism is for all types of women and that we shouldn't Um, exclude the other identities of women under feminism.
0: Actually, when you ask anyone, the most basic concept of it is, is just women empowerment but um mm-hmm. what is feminism to you they're all they always say just women empowerment but it definitely goes beyond that and in fact i just found out recently that there's a lot under feminism made on purist white radical intersectional there, there's so many um my marxist cultural feminism echo feminism and of course um we don't have time to discuss all of that but as I mentioned earlier, gender identity is very complex, but turns out even feminism is very complex. But basically, though, what some people don't understand is that it really just goes beyond just women empowerment. And it also applies to existing unequal relations of gender power, as all of you have mentioned. Now, uh, the definition of trans woman is is also often misunderstood, mostly because people assume that gen- gender identity is congruent to biological sex. So mm-hmm. I'd like to know how you would describe yourself as trans women to people who just don't get it. Kita, Aida?
1: Uh, pang order? <laughs> oh, na lang para mas madali. <laughs> Sana hindi age ha, by age. <laughs> Um, Well, you know, my definition of being a trans woman is more of like um, it's it's the it's how I'm comfortable with myself. Um, You know, when I was younger, I never really identify. I mean, I had all the Tonka toys. I had all the the matchboxes and everything, but it just wasn't. It just wasn't sinking in the way I feel inside, and um, and at that time, actually I I couldn't define what transgender was because it really did not exist in our in our society or it it was very minimal um the first transgender woman I ever saw was this woman playing uh the organ in the lobby of the old old Pines Hotel you know and I looked at her and I was really like looking at her so closely and I said she's so beautiful you know and then when she spoke to me she had this very deep deep voice and I was like Hmm. And you know, I was a kid then. You know, and kids, they 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 can clock things. You know, so they can easily tell. So for me, it's really more of like my being tra- my my definition of being a trans woman is someone who is living their their authentic self yeah. within and 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 expressing it outside, and it doesn't have to conform into a certain way or a certain. Uh, model you know so i feel kind of like just being myself is important and knowing what i i, I want to ex- how to express myself
2: wow i love that sydney in my in my in my case um i think being a trans person is embracing your real identity and you're just being very authentic to yourself um when we say trans it's like you know i i'm not born um I don't embrace. The, I don't think that I am authentic to my biological being, but I opted to be more authentic to what I feel inside me, like my soul and spirit. So for me, it is like embracing the real soul and embracing your real spirit, and just you know, living living that life, and living that single life of being authentic. So for me, um, embracing that authenticity is very important, and it's it will make you whole. so on my end it's like living your life living your authentic life
3: I love that Jello Um, I don't really identify as trans but I'm happy to be part of this conversation I do identify as non-binary so which is of course sometimes I feel masculine and there are times when I feel feminine like I don't feel like I fit into the um because it's not because like what you said gender is very complex it's not black and white so there are people like me who don't really identify as a woman or as a man so i am non-binary but to sum it all up just like what the uh, what they previously said um it's all about being authentic and living out your true self so to me being non-binary, it's all about being authentic to what I really feel inside and just making sure that I live life as authentically me as possible.
0: Thank you. Now, you know what, when I think about it, it seems to be so easy, parang lang sana nyang right? It seems like it's it should be easy to understand that people just want to live their lives authentically. But then again, it's confusing to so many people. And um, nga, there are so many things to discuss. But I want to get more personal now because uh, we are talking about specifically the Turf comments that JK Rowling actually uh, released. Um, and this became controversial. Now, um, si Jello is actually a big potterhead, right?
3: yes i am
0: yeah uh oh so uh we all know harry potter and some of us hogwarts actually became an escape and our own little imaginary world and i feel like it actually urged a lot of like young people to be authentically themselves and not be afraid to express themselves um i just want to ask all of you again how do you feel or what are your thoughts on jk Rowling, uh, rowling's turf tweets or comments oh before that pala i have to uh to uh first um, kind of explain what TERF is. So, TERF is a uh, trans exclusionary radical feminist. So, because of the misconstrued notions of feminism and trans women, yun nga merong a turf's na which is trans exclusionary radical feminists, um, which people also call anti trans, right? So, um, anyone can answer. Can you tell us more about this for those of you who have uh, knowledge about TERFs?
1: I'll start. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, when uh, when I was approached to be part of this uh, of this panel, mm-hmm. I, I really, I it, the minute I heard about it uh, with with J.K. Rowlands doing all these tweets, I I, re, I lost interest immediately um, because you know sometimes in our life, trans trans people, gender nonconforming folks, you know, we. we I, I I do not represent everybody, but yeah. for me, my life was 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 a struggle. And it's still a struggle up to now. From the minute I get up from bed and, and wake up and walk out of my front door, you know, I, I put myself out in the in 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 to the world for anything i'm vulnerable for anything you know and for someone who is such a high profile um uh author uh recognized worldwide and has come up with some amazing books that our our kids are uh, kids are into it right now it is a very um unfortunate Situation, um, and I and when I dealt more with the turf acronym, I I was really kind of like taken back by it because, it, 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 in some way, I, I, I attend rallies, I attend yeah. uh, gatherings. You know, we mobilize folks, and 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 it kind of like made me a little scared because. I really did. At first, I didn't. Know. I was so comfortable with me being trans that I didn't realize there are people who can really be in your face and do this. Yeah. And. And when I heard it was J.K. Rowling, you know, that gave me more of like, Mm -hmm. hold on, you know, I mean, because, you know, I I I would go to before I would go if she was going to appear in a bookstore here for a book signing. I would go because I would love to meet this woman Mm -hmm. who's been doing who's impacted so many lives in the in the entire world, you know, but then, oh, my God, you know suddenly she makes this 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 comments and it was a little scary for me to be honest and i i want i i was like I'm just glad that there's this cushion between me and her that i mean yeah you got twitter you got instagram you got all these things but who am i really you know so um it did make me do a call for um for uh unity from some of my yeah. girlfriends you know i think it's so important i i educated some of my co-workers i educated some of my um uh, friends about it because they this is not something that is of course a priority for Them, but I think being aware of it is is, is one of my responsibilities to make people aware of it. So,
2: yeah, okay, Sydney, you know, circling back to Titaida, yeah, um, J.K. Rowling, I would say, you know, on the other side, I would say it is a matter of opinion, but I think in her stature as a very influential figure, there's a responsibility that goes with it, yeah, anything that she will say will create a very significant impact to whoever like in all walks of life because she is very influential so i think um if you have reached that certain st- that certain level of 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 um of career you should be more mindful and you should be more responsible it's not like you can just like utter words that you want to utter and you know after that she would what she did is she she tried to justify it, yeah. and you know, trying to oh, this is my opinion, and you know it's not. I am also an ally of of trans people, yeah. but I think uh, it is just an excuse. She's just trying to to sugarcoat everything. She's a writer at the end of the day, mm-hmm. but for me, I think it it's it's deeper than that. Yeah, she has prejudice already mm-hmm. because everything that she will say, everything that you will say as an adult you have already created that like you have it's it, it has already been built in your system. Even if like, in your facade, you're, 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 you're supporting people like, you know, you're doing this and that, but at the end of the day, in, in closed doors, your true color will come out, will come out. So I think it is just an excuse for her like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a feminist and this and that and, you know, it's just a slur or something. It's just an excuse for me, malalim ang prejudice niya. And I think, um, I I feel sorry for her. I think she should address that. Because at the end of the day, we will will exist. And it will be an ordeal for her because at the end of the day, we will achieve. It might be not in in my lifetime or probably in the lifetime of another trans person that will come after me. But eventually, we will become normal. Eventually the world will, will embrace people like us. So, yes. yeah, I, I just feel sorry for her that she has to address that issue. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just, just prejudice about it.
0: There are actually some comments of JK Rowling later on that I want to uh, ask for your comments on. But Jello, I want to go to you first as a huge Potterhead. How did this affect you? Is there a struggle of wanting to stop supporting the series because of JK Rowling, the author? Or do you just separate the book from the author?
3: So this affected me in so many levels. Personally, socially, and of course, being a gender-conforming person as myself. So. Um, in a nutshell, when I first saw the tweets, I was personally devastated. I was shocked as a fan, because you know, reading all those books, being engrossed in the world of Harry Potter, I couldn't believe that the writer of such an inclusive world and something that caused something that made me safe would say such dangerous things, which made me also scared because she has so much influence and let's say when a person who is homophobic or transphobic comes across that tweet, it would justify their own homophobia and their own transphobia because J.K. Rowling is a woman of influence. We can't we can't deny that as much as she is a turf. She is a woman of influence. And that's not and that's something we cannot deny. And when she says something, it she needs to be responsible because it can really justify hate and she can't hide under the excuse of oh this is just my opinion blah 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 blah. because like what they said these could have been things she already knew about herself Mm -hmm. inside and just suddenly tweeted about that's why most articles it's angled as jk rowling comes out as turf jk rowling has now been discovered as a turf because you don't become a turf overnight like I don't think JK Rowling woke up and decided to oh I'm gonna tweet this like
2: mm-hmm.
3: of course that's been something boiling inside her and she just decided to tweet it and now we find out she's a turf and in terms of supporting I'm still a Harry Potter fan that's not that's not something you can take away from me but I am no longer a JK Rowling fan. Like, I've read the books, I can't, I don't yeah. know, I can't say na- oh, I'm not a Harry Potter fan anymore. So, because as much as she wrote Harry Potter, it's time that the LGBT community reclaims Harry Potter because as much as she wrote it, it's not hers entirely. She already gave it out to the world, and you know, there are so many organizations, like LGBT groups who are also Harry Potter fans mm-hmm. that reclaims the fandom for us. for us, like that makes it still that we're not giving coin to, mm-hmm. you know, to her anymore. Because mm-hmm. that's what's good. <laughs> because in my opinion, although it's not something good, but whenever someone, something like this happens, like something hateful happens, it provides an avenue for us to rebuild our community. Like what Tita Ida said, she made it as a opportunity to talk to her workmates and yes. educate them. Mm-hmm. So, it becomes a jumping point. Like, okay, someone said something wrong. Someone came out as TERF. What do we do now as a community moving forward? So I yeah. think that's something that positive that came out of it. But of course, it's still bad. And like what Sydney said, I hope J.K. Rowling does do something about it and unlearn her being tur- a turf because it's something that everyone and anyone can unlearn as long as you are open-minded and really educate yourself about all these things.
0: Yeah, you know, I agree uh, with Jello When you said that you don't become a turf overnight Actually, what might be surprising to a lot of her listeners Is that J.K. Rowling is actually not oblivious About the trans community Because, in fact, mm. she said in a statement That she's been following the debate Around gender identity closely And she is actually well-read And apparently well-informed um, Now, I want to ask you We, we already touched on this earlier But I want to ask all of you again With this, what do you suspect is the reason or psychology behind this or specifically turf comments. Uh, for those turfs, do you think they deserve the benefit of the doubt?
2: For, hmm. you, Go ahead, just, you know, for, um, for me synonymous ang trans ang turf to transphobia. You know, you can quote me on that, but you know, um For me, it's transphobia in another word, because if you specifically advocate for the exclusion of trans women from women's spaces, you oppose transgender rights legislation, it's transphobia. Even how you sugarcoat it, or even how you put it in a different perspective, it boils down to transphobic.
1: I, yeah, you know, um, for me, it was. Uh, here, here's my take on this. Um, you know, I a lot. I I try to observe folks who are, you know, like who are criminals or have done some bad deeds and all of this. You know, you know, they just didn't do it because they did it. You know, there was already some thought behind it. You know, even even the even the youngest kids who bring guns here to their schools they know what a gun does they yeah. know how to operate a gun they know that it has to be shot you know uh fired and and it will shoot you know so even just this and and if you're looking at someone who's like let's say nine years old or 10 years old and has a gun and things like that it, it's so hard to justify that why would a kid you know start shooting but they thought about that already, yeah. and 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 you know I think a lot of us, a lot, a, a, there's a lot of us who needs to be kind of like accountable for that because, you know maybe we we love TV shows that that have you know that portrays people being shot or something like that you know you have bad media out there so so I really feel kind of like I think I, I I will not give them the benefit of the doubt this mm-hmm. turfs you know because I feel like. Parang may premonition na sila, they, 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 parang deliberately, parang subconscious ini na nila yung mga uh, meron na silang implant na, na idea on what things are in this world. So, yeah.
0: Jello, do you want to chime in?
1: Um,
3: I agree with both of them. I don't think we should give TERFs the benefit of the doubt because not unless, like, if they're like kids, like, I don't know, like eight year olds, and they say, stuff because they might have just learned it from a grown-up or something and it could easily be unlearned but if you're a if you're a grown adult saying turf things i don't think you merit getting benefit of the doubt because you've made that conscious decision you've you're already a grown-up and you've made the decision to speak out of being on these things and being a turf like what Sydney said is synonymous to being transphobic because mm-hmm. like what the term is, TERF is trans exclusionary radical feminist. So it yeah. means that you exclude trans people or trans women specifically from women's spaces, and you just wanna be a feminist for cis women, which is of course not the case, not real feminism. So being a TERF is synonymous to being transphobic and Again, it's something that should be unlearned by these TERFs because transphobia doesn't have a place in feminism because like what we said earlier, feminism is about fighting for equal rights of all types of women and trans women are women.
0: Yeah. um, We probably know already the answer to this, no, but I'm just curious. Do you guys really think that parenting also weighs heavily on how a person... Um, considers like or sees gender identity in this parenting way heavily is it a huge factor i
1: think that's that depends on the cultures that yeah. the, you know people come from i can speak about our culture you know, oh, in, know. The, in in the philippines you know um i i myself whenever i try to break out of something that i got used to doing and i know that i can be better from it you know uh for uh from it i always blame the catholic church <laughs> because because of all the upbra- because the way we were brought up you know the things that mm-hmm. you can't do and you can't mm-hmm. do this you can't do that and everything and all stuff but um what what happened to me was a miracle. I consider it a miracle because, I, you know, I, I I don't think about how my parents was so strict towards me. They didn't want me to take up what I wanted to take up in college. Yeah. Um, that's why I ended up here in the United States. And I just wanted to be happy, you know. But the thing is that I was able to learn to unlearn what was told to me and what was the way my parents brought me up and I think there's also something that we should give ourselves a chance to discover love you know real deep love because It set me free. I mean, I, I called my parents and I told them, you know, let's forget whatever happened in the past, you know, forgive me if I've been so I mean I asked for forgiveness and everything. And, um, and it, this came about when I was reading, um, I was reading bell hooks, um, all about love. I I I was I I was on a plane, and I finished it, and I was bawling. I was like bawling. Two two flight attendants came to me. Are you okay or something like that? Because I was just I just wanted to talk to my mom and my dad and just forgive them and for ask for forgiveness also, you know, for for me. And um, I I I think there is there, but may second chapter by pa, padding magkaroon maraming yeah. chapters ang buhay natin to to renew things to 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 broaden our understanding i went last time i went home back home ang dad ko sabi oh nasaan yang anak babae you know i i was like this is five in the morning, huh? But the and everything. So like, oh, go breakfast, you know. So and they were all like, babae," know. And she and he introduces me as my as as my name that I chose, Nikki, you know. And I, I mean I couldn't ask for anything more. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Oh. <laughs> okay,
0: Sydney.
2: I think it's really very important. it it, it it's it's a chunk of yeah. um. Mm-hmm. Don't sa, sa upbringing and growth. Eh. Ako, um, in my case, um, I grew up in fear. I thought the closest, the closest, um, the closest, the closest life for me of becoming authentic is becoming a gay man. Mm-hmm. So I live as a gay man, but still, um, I still don't have that freedom because of, of my family. Yeah. So fear talaga. I was brought up in fear, so I am I am, I am a late bloomer. Um, I, I transitioned four years ago, and that made me realize that how, how complicated my life was when I was struggling on finding my real identity. And I think the most important support that you could get is the support of your parents. Mm-hmm. Because those formative years, dun mo makikita kung paano ka magiging at the end of the day yes. yeah. so yeah. i think having an open-minded parents and and having parents that's you know really exposed and 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 open would would be a very good help especially for those who are still who are still young and who want and who already identify themselves like like us so, I just hope, like, you know, ganun din eh. I, I, I also felt that ang laki rin ang influence ng religion on us. Yeah. Like, you know, even if, even in the Philippines. And also, um, parang masyado tayo naging sobrang behind. And I think just acknowledging that we exist in the Philippines is very important. And I think even for just the government saying, you know, acknowledging that name and gender marker it's very important to us. Yeah. If we will be able to just live our lives being called mm. on the name that we want to be called, and the gender marker that we want to be identified with, it's they don't know how important that is. And I think being a parent is also a responsibility. Na dapat nilang include includes the upbringing with their children. So I would say parenting is really a big factor yeah. and it's really very important in the entire process of, of defining yourself and, you know, uh, embracing your identity.
0: Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Jello?
2: Um, I
3: agree with both Tita, Ida, and Sydney but there are parts that personally I cannot relate with because I was blessed and lucky enough to have very supportive parents both mom and dad so I wouldn't blame parenting per se but other factors contribute like what I said I have very open minded parents both my mom and my dad were very um accepting of me when I was a kid I was already showing according to them signs of being gay but then of course i discovered i was non-binary when i discovered that term but they never stopped me from stuff that i wanted stuff that i liked and i never had to come out like it was as if i was just living my life as is having crushes on guys and being feminine um, wearing feminine clothing and all that stuff so it was as if i was hetero but gay if you know what I mean like heteros never heteros never have to come out like they don't say mom dad I'm straight yeah. so I was like that like I was just like but then I like guys but I was in a all boys catholic school which made things far more complicated so I think there are so many factors about the upbringing of gender identity not just parents but there's religion there's the school that you have brought up with, like being in an all boys Catholic school, they te- they teach, um, they say that being gay is taboo and all that, and I'd get in so much trouble. Since I since I've had open parents, they didn't care about what I did, so I'd have a pink backpack. I I got called out for that, and so there are so many external factors that contribute to the issue of gender identity and what children see it as such and like what i said there's nothing wrong if children has preconceived notions about gender identity since it must have been something that was taught to them as a kid but once you become a, a teenager or a grown up it's up to you and it's up to your it's your responsibility to i don't know unlearn things that were yeah. brought up to you as a child and see the world as it is and see um learn that you know that gender is very complex and it's not what it is like what you were as a kid
0: yeah thank you so much for sharing your stories and also the reason i asked about parenting is two things one first is because um some people say that we should give like for example those who are confused about um trans people right we should give them the benefit of the doubt because maybe they weren't raised right in a way that their parents weren't able to uh, explain to them what it really means or what gender identity means and second, um, there are actually parents who are also judged for supporting their trans children right? and we've been seeing this a lot, a lot online also when parents of kids as young as let's say seven, ganyan, um, support their children dressing up as Disney princesses, ganyan, they get judged because they say na parang why are you pushing for that? Like, why are you encouraging that? You should be stopping that right there and then. Um, And I'm going to relate this to uh, some of J.K. Rowling's statement, and I would love to get your comments on this or your thoughts on this. So J.K. Rowling actually mentioned one of her concerns is the regret of young trans women about taking the steps they take and in some cases altering their bodies irrevocably and taking away their fertility. Is
2: this a valid concern and how would you address it? She cannot speak for these people. Yeah. Because she doesn't know, at the end of the day, she doesn't know the struggle. Um, siguro makikita niya lang that, you know, um, some people would change and would regret it. But even, even ang statistics non is very, yung margin on no regret is very low. I mean, it's very isolated. And um, we cannot also blame it to the victim. Because we cannot blame the victim on, like, say, the transition, and then you know something happened with their fertility, and all, and they decided that it's not a, go- it's it's not, it's not the right thing for them. It's 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 always their right, and she she has no I, I, for me, um, she has no right to to speak for these people, and. Um, she can, she can tell her opinion, but uh, it's, for me, it's, it's na naman excuse niya na, you know, she's just trying to justify her, her tweets. She's just trying to justify her being transphobic. So, um, I don't know, but for me, she has, she has no, I, I, I cannot, I cannot give her the, the, the benefit for that. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's valid it doesn't validate her comments it's just an excuse for her
1: okay Zaida? yeah i second that you know i i strongly i strongly believe uh in what sydney has mentioned because um let's separate jk rowling's her comments versus to the reality of what trans people go through you know i mean she has no clue trans person's transition is a different journey and 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 um for her to say something so so if if that's she, what she thinks so a baby who's getting their ears pierced then you're that's muti- you're basically semi-mutilating the baby already you know I, and even like there was this discussion about circumcision you know like why don't you just let Baby, ma- uh, babies that are uh, assigned male at birth who has male genitalia grow up and let them be if Decide. they want to get circumcised or yeah. not you know because the baby cannot express how they feel when they're if they're feeling pain you know so and one thing that I want to add on to what Sydney has mentioned also is that we're so i I think if there's any time to be the best time to be trans or to come out as trans now is the time because you know 25 years ago when i moved here to the united states there were no support groups there were no doctors who were look who were providing trans care. I mean, our support groups were we were on the streets, you know, we were we were seeing each other in the streets at the bars that was our support group and, and again, we bought black market hormones and everything. Now we have everything and 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 that's why there's the, there's there's standards that we need to follow. They have to go through therapy, you know, to make sure that, hey, you know, you're going to live your life this way compared to what you've learned from birth to 25 years. You know, it's going to be different. So, so it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's sad for, to see, to, 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 to hear and to read such an intelligent woman say yeah. things like that. It's really, it's really sad.
3: Um, I agree with both Tita, Ida, and Sydney. J.K. Rowling and any, uh, anyone else has no place giving out opinions on someone's journey because transitioning is a personal journey and it is for that individual. If something bad happens in during their journey, like what J.K. is concerned about, that is on that person. She has no place telling and giving out a generic statement as such. Because first and foremost, these are not your kids. These are not... You're not related to these people who are transitioning and going through their own journey. Why are you suddenly concerned? So she she is just using this as a blanket to... As a blanket of concern to, again, justify her transphobia. So it's not at all an excuse. Like, you don't have a place and you don't have the right to... Talk about someone's journey because you don't have a place in that. Also, people are so obsessed with um showing their quote-unquote concern on things they shouldn't be concerned about. Like what you said, par- um people chiming in on parents who are supportive yeah. of their gender non-conforming or trans kids. Because, again, that is something that hit me personally. Like, my school gave my mom flack for being supportive towards me, like asking her why she allows me to have feminine stuff, like my stuff during school, like what I said, we're all girly girly or feminine. And they would ask her like, why do you allow Jello to carry girly stuff to school? He's a guy, blah, 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 blah. So for me, you have no place in that because you're not my mom and you're not me. So you don't have... A place to tell someone why are you letting your kid dress up as a Disney princess or why are you letting your uh, assigned female at birth child dress up as a Disney prince? Like, for me, you have no place in talking about someone's parenting because that's not your child and you're not the parent. Yeah. So there.
0: Thank you for that, Jello. Um, there are actually um, two more comments here that I want your thoughts on, but very very quickly, na lang. Um, so the next one is she says that erasing the concept of sex removes the ability of many meaning uh, of many to meaningfully discuss their lives. So I wanted to ask, do trans women diminish people's lived experience of womanhood? What do you guys think of this? Titaida.
1: I don't think so. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think each and every one of us have lived experiences. You know, and and it's up to us how we want to bring that out. Again, this is another. I, I mean, I, 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 you know, the more we talk about this, the more I look down on her, really, because it's <laughs> it's just really kind of like I, I I I don't feel I don't I, I'm a little. Upset and mad at her, but I'm feeling more of like, my God, you know, it's it's just really it's manifesting in that way that she doesn't even know what she's talking about anymore, you know. So yeah, yeah it's sad.
2: Yeah. Okay, uh, Sydney. This world is so huge that we have our own, we have our individual spaces. So. It is not that in in a, in a, in in this journey I will be stepping over her just for me to live my life. I will live my life in a in a in a in a separate time and a separate space with her. And I think it, it it is important to to realize that it is just a matter of coexistence. We coexist. We coexist with cis women. We coexist with yeah. with with every with everybody. So it's not about like. Our, our being trans people we are we are stepping over them. No, it's not We have our own individual spaces and we and we respect that. Yeah. All we need to do all we, all we want is just for them to acknowledge that we also exist like them. It's not that we want to take over them. Yeah that is that is not the goal. The goal is just let's see each other eye to eye let's you know our feet flat on the ground and our head just above our shoulders like everybody else like that's the only I I think that's the only conversation that's the only discussion that I you know that, that 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 for me is is um is um is fair yeah it's not that I'm you know it's not that we're trying to 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 take the rights no that's that's not the point it's like we're not we're not living over them. You know, we are we have we have different spaces. We all we need to do is just respect those spaces and just, you know, for me, just mind our own business.
3: Yes. Yeah. Okay, Jello. Um, in my opinion, trans women in no way, shape, or form takes away the experience, the lived experiences of cis women. They of yeah. um, like what Tita Aida and Sydney said, they're trans women are not trying to take over or step over the lives of cis women. They just want to be treated equally because equal rights, or rights for that matter, are not, it's not a piece of pie. It's not like giving more or giving them the equal slice does not mean you'll get less. So, you know, it's all about giving everybody an equal slice of the pie so that we could just enjoy the whole pie, it is. That makes sense.
2: Yeah. And, and just quickly, it's not just about like being a, a, a trans or um, or being woman or cisgender woman. It's it's all about just being human in general. You know, we are not we are not asking for for preference. Like you know, like we are better than any other. From we are better than anyone else. But we are just like. Just treat us as human beings. Yeah. No more.
0: Yes. Very, very quickly again, one last um, that she mentioned and also that's been, we, we've been hearing a lot now from transphobic people is the issue of safety. Um, I don't understand why this conversation is even uh, going on about safety. But then again, this is something that JK Rowling actually brought up. Sabi that yeah, she feels like it's also, I, I feel like we were talking about JK Rowling's responsibility, right, as a, a very influential person. I feel like she thinks this is also her responsibility because she says that I want trans women to be safe. At the same time, I do not want to make natal girls and women less safe. That's what she said. And she's talking about, this is a direct quote. When you throw open the doors of bathrooms and changing rooms to any man who believes or feel he's a woman, and as I've said, gender confirmation certificates may now be granted without any need for surgery or hormones, then you open the door to any and all men who wish to come inside. That is the simple truth. Comments on this?
1: I mean, this woman undermines a lot of our intelligence, you know, it's, it's just really sad. Um, You know, here's my rule. You go to the bathroom, you go to the restroom for two or three reasons. Okay. Either to do number one, number two, or wash your face. It's as simple as that, you know, and after that you're done, you know, you don't need to go on other people's businesses and everything and all this stuff. Um, that's, that was a very low blow, to be honest, um, for for to the community. Again, I think her, her comments just really is a manifest of um, a, man, a manifestation really of the real truth within her. Um, the sad, the very sad thing about this is that J.K. Rowling. It's so hard to become a canceled culture. You know, she can't, we can't, because she's, the impact she's created, parang atomic bomb, because it affects young kids. You know, it's everywhere. You can see everywhere. Harry Potter is everywhere and all this stuff. And, And it's really sad. I think for me, I would just want to see how I can live harmoniously by educating people, by making sure that, giving my opinion about what she says and then at the same time you know i mean you know how we passed uh marriage equality here was that we talked to people and we told stories beautiful love stories of people and guess what now everybody can marry here you know took a little while but you know we're here and we can marry anyone we want so who who we want sydney
2: you know, the thing, the thing there is that um, very lowly talaga yung, yung comment na yun kasi, alam mo yun, yung parang it's really an insult of your intelligence eh. Kasi, like sa bathroom, like, you know, you are not uh, doing your business in one cubicle with one person. Yes. Technically, bathroom is one at a time. You know what I mean? So, for me, like, you know, bathroom is bathroom whether you are female, you are male. Like, you know, in our homes, the bathroom ng dad and brothers natin is not separate from the bathroom ng mom and mga sisters. Because they don't go to the... It is bad if you go to the bathroom altogether. You know what I mean? But for me, eh, malaking excuse na naman eh. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's for me parang masyadong... Masyadong crooked, masyadong crooked yung yung y- yung comment na yun. And it's it's so sad because she just empowered a lot of discrimination. Yeah. Na anang yari? Just she opened a kind of worms that instead of like we are already in the path of acceptance. And you know, accepting that we live in a very diverse culture, that we live in a very diverse personalities, and we live in very diverse gender identities. But she just created something that's really bad. And what and for me, uh, she chose on how she wants to be remembered. And for me, you know, I I I I don't have any right to speak for for her, but she chose a wrong way to be remembered. Yeah. At the end of the day, all the things that she did is um, is an opportunity for us to be more united. Yes. It's an opportunity for us to thrive, and it's more opportunity for us to to revisit and reclaim our right as as human beings
0: yeah thank you for that Jello anything to add?
3: Um, for me her whole bathroom take is very dumb it's such a dumb take because again covering up your transphobia with again concerns of safety is such it's such something she always does because again bathroom is bathroom like what Sydney said and gender neutral bathrooms is not a unique concept because like what Sydney said in our households, the bathrooms are technically gender-neutral. You don't have a, oh, this bathroom is for your dad, this bathroom is for your mom. G- the bathrooms in our households are, are, are all gender-neutral. So I don't see what J.K. Rowling's concern of safety was about. And that's also something like that happened here in the Philippines recently, I think one or two years ago, when a trans woman... Went into a bathroom that's meant for girls, and she was stopped by a janitress because she should be going to the male washroom. And then it opened up conversation. And the excuse that people always use is quote unquote security. They always say that, oh, if we have a, if trans women are allowed to go inside the women's bathroom, cis men will just pretend to be trans women and they'll sexually assault women and to me that doesn't say much about the trans community but that says what you think about the cis male community that why are you saying that cis male will dress up as women just to sexually assault someone in the women's bathroom so that says more about the cis community rather than the trans community
0: Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts on this. Now, I'm going to pivot to uh, intersectionality naman. So we actually discussed this already in part. Um, intersectionality, for our listeners who don't know, is defined as the acknowledgement that everyone has their own unique experiences of discrimination and oppression, and that we must consider that everything and anything can be mar- can marginalize people, gender, race, class, sexual orientation, physical ability, etc. Now, specific to the trans community, can you share with us the struggle of trans women, especially trans women of color, in America, Tita Aida and Sydney. This uh, question is for you.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I'm. I'm so happy to hear that we're talking about this because, you know, as I said earlier, the minute I walk out of my front door, I'm experiencing intersectionality already. You know, from driving into the freeway. You know, who's gonna give way to you and all the stuff. It's it's just really there. For I mean, the unique for me. I think the unique intersectionality facts you have to look at it in a way where um you know there there are for me it's more of like because you know, you get everything, you know, I mean, you'll be the first person to be served, you'll be the first person to be acknowledged, just even just a simple fact of being acknowledged that you're in the room, that that's so natural. And the thing is that they take this for granted, you know, because it's given for us, you know. you you Let's say in a restaurant, you wait to be to be sat and everything. Magugutom ka and you'll just you know. And they and sometimes it just really is, it's 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 foul. That's how I, I int- interpret when you're experiencing intersectionality, um, in within within your your environment. Um, and um, I, for trans women, it's just really gonna be a struggle a big struggle it's just really big struggle it's so hard to say because it happens in inst- instances it just happens in instances even in the makeup counter when you're buying makeup you know i mean you you present yourself the best and then yet the saleswomen will think that no hindi bibiliyan ko Mag, makeup lang uli yan, or something yung mga ganun ba they, may perceived notion na sila of who we are and, and, and that's, that's really a, a block, you know? It blocks us for, for progress, so.
2: Sydney? Um, I would agree with Dita Aida. The struggle that we face on a daily basis is no joke. Number one, especially in America, uh, number one layer of that intersectionality is you're an immigrant. You know, they judge you on your accent, they judge you on your color, and you will put another layer on that, that you are a trans person. So that is another of discrimination, that that is another layer of discrimination. So we are, we are being scrutinized in all shape, form and fashion, like true. Um, Another level after that is like, even within our community, um, they, they look, Kumbaga, correct me if I'm wrong, but based on my experience, nili layer as the as the lowest in the LGBTQ. So um even, even gay men or you know people who identify as gay men, they we were not kumbaga after them kame yung yung y- y- yung ganong level so that's why uh ang- ang number one ang number one goal of for, I'm speaking for myself our number one goal is to survive we have to survive and for me um after that survival is just gaining is achieving the equity because even myself um when I transitioned four years ago this is already America. We're already in the modern world, but I was I was fired, and you know um, during the that was the previous administration, the same thing like you know um, that that transphobia is being was was being empowered, and it was even harder. It was even difficult for us to 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 exist. So um, it's 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 really. It's really difficult. Like our journey and our, our everyday life is really a struggle. So, but I am, I am still, I would say, it's still a blessing because I am in a place, I am in a bubble. San Francisco is like a bubble. Um, we are in a place where the people who came before us fought so hard. They fought so hard for us to be where we are right now. Many years of struggle, many years of fight and and everything. That's why yung mga elders namin, who who came before us. Like for me, I would say Siddit came before me. They fought so hard for us to have benefits. At this point, honestly, at work, I enjoyed the benefits of the healthcare. The when I transitioned, I, I enjoyed the 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 therapy and everything so i was sure that i am taking the right path so yeah it's all layers of discrimination it's really really hard it's really hard but at the end of the day we we flourish we thrive because i think being filipinos we have this innate capability of being resilient ano tayo lumalaban Kahit saan, talagang hindi tayo, hindi tayo kung hindi ka magpakatalu, eh? Talagang, you will fight for it. Talagang bahala na si Batman. You will really fight for it. So I think that resilience is really making us more, more strong as an individual and as a community. And for us, as long as there is no blood, we will fight. You know what I mean? Like, you know, hanggang walang dugo, sigilang.
0: I love that so much. Now, Jella, I have a, of course, being in the Philippines, now I have a different question for you, but how I'll start off with you and then Sita the Ida, and Sydney. How do you think the struggles of trans women in the Philippines are different from and also similar to those um, in America after everything you heard?
3: Um, as someone who's gender non-conforming, I don't think I can really speak for the trans community, but this is, will be based on I guess what I've observed and from my friends. Yeah, yeah. So from what I heard about from Tita Ida and Sydney, it's very much similar. Um, here in the Philippines, sad to say, there is what you call internal homophobia, and sometimes the trans women or trans folks are looked beyond and mas na pa yung mga I mean, but of course, life isn't like that. Everybody should have an equal place on the table, everybody should have an equal seat and we're all striving for that here in the Philippines, at least in our community, to stop the whole internal homophobia. And another struggle with trans women that I've observed here in the Philippines is that the Philippines doesn't subscribe to the reality that trans women are women. So if someone does come out as a trans woman here in the Philippines they need they have the struggle to pass um because here in the philippines if you're a trans woman that don't look like i don't know um that if you don't fit the standards of a woman they'll still think of you as gay or as a gay man na ay, hindi ka trans gay man ka lang so there's always like there's always that struggle that i see with but then not all trans women have the Privilege of going through hormones or going through the process that they need to do to transition or to pass, because of course not all trans, dito sa Philippines. Maybe mga trans women na uh, they are in the poverty or they are you know not that rich and they don't have that privilege. So it all boils down to here in the Philippines, at least what I've observed is that trans women, you need to be fit the standards of being a quote unquote woman in order for people to believe the trans ka. Now you can't just say na I identify as trans. You need to quote unquote be trans. So union struggle that I see with my trans friends that I think needs to stop because there shouldn't be a standard that trans women need to follow, in my opinion.
0: Okay. Actually, I have a, ito, Tita Aida and Sydney, I wanted to ask because part of the struggle is also, of course, within the community, right? So, si TikTok star Sasa Girl, namanggit na ni Jello, no? na there's really that notion here in the Philippines. Si Sasa Girl said, was said to not be a representation of trans women because she's merely a quote-unquote drag queen though, based solely on the fact that she hasn't transitioned. Now, there seems to be a notion that transitioning is what makes you a real trans woman. So, what do you say about
1: this is she based in manila
0: the philippines yes the philippines okay Mm
1: -hmm. well you know i'm gonna i i I got my mindset this uh previous question but i think it's related you know so no no it's okay um and the thing is that you know when i i when i made reparations with my dad um i was very lucky that He accepted me for who I am and how I look and, you know, because, you know, we, 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 all of us are guilty of this. We buy into this $65 billion industry of cosmetics, you know, of being beautiful, of conforming to what they want us to see on, 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 you know, what they see in magazines and all of stuff, you know. So, uh, I think the philippines i'm saying like you and and then as I, as i come i go home and visit for vacations i think it's it's really improving you know it's it's there's uh for trans women um they're becoming aware na hindi ka uh, bakla girl you know babae ka you know and and it's it's really like i even have to explain this to some of my friends who sabi ko friend ko sabi ko Bakit ka gumagamit ng restroom ng lalaki? Itigna eh, may itsura mo, sabi kong gano'n. Baka mabugbog ka pa dyan, sabi kong gano'n. O ma ka, no? So, safety, you know? So, pero I think they're starting to get it already. And I think I always go to, to the point where I want to turn a unfortunate situation to a positive Situation. So instead of you know condemning, tong si sinubat to si Sa- Starsu. An- si salsa girl. Oh, I have Sasa to just girl. give
0: context quickly, uh, tita yes, Aida. Uh-huh. She's actually the cover girl, for uh, well, White Castle whiskey. Oh. Uh-oh. Okay. She became the cover girl, cause na she's not a representation of trans women.
1: Mm-hmm. Yon. Okay. So body beautiful, palasha and everything. Is that what it is? I guess I I don't I I don't I haven't seen it, you know, so no. But I think it's like it's so hard. It's hard. So hard to gauge. You know, I mean, I personally, if I see her, I mean, for me, when I see when I see someone who's trying to 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 present themselves as female, as a woman, Automatic a whole she Or sometimes I really want to be very careful and ask, like, so what pronouns do you want to you, you want me to use, you know, for you and all this stuff? I think those are the things that I think little lessons like that is so important for us to to really just, you know, realize. And 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 hopefully, you know, whatever she's doing is that she is I mean, at least she's taking she's being noticed and all this stuff. There could be some opportunities there to really expand the uh, the subject matter and and yes. just really, just really explore it. Make it, make it into a conversational uh, discussion. And 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 who knows? You know, you might, you might get somewhere. I think I I I I haven't seen her. I mean, if I saw her and I experienced what I saw read whatever is going on, then maybe I could probably give some more context. Mm-hmm. But right. whoever you are, just be yourself. You know, I mean, that's what that that's what being human. That's it. You know.
2: Yeah. If I have a quick question on that, like she as a girl, did she identify herself as a trans person? A trans woman, yes. She identifies as a
0: trans woman and she became the calendar girl of the 2022 White Castle Whiskey. Um so usually because of course uh, it's women who are featured um and ngayon lang first time ever that they have a trans woman as a calendar girl and um people within the trans community were saying na parang bakit si sasa girl dapat totoong trans woman ang representation ng trans women eh, she hasn't transitioned basically that's the
2: argument um i would say i would say number 1 Kasing inggit eh. number 2 yeah. kung yung tao nag identify na as a trans person let's you know let's let us allow that person to kasi iba-iba kasi yung ultimate goal ng bawat trans person we have different goals some people the ultimate goal is to have a total change like we we call it top or bottom some people, the ultimate goal is just for them to identify themselves as women. Some people, they they identify themselves as trans women, but um, there are some factors that they wanted to keep from their masculine from their masculine identity so mahirap natin is stereotype na ang trans women ba kailangan ganito yung shape and everything we cannot really do that eh. and i think it's also a you know that's also an, an argument na, na dapat natin that we should being trans people to, to sit down and and discuss about it and open you know and have that conversation ongoing Kasi we cannot really put people on an image that we want them to be before we can identify them it's it's hard it's people has different goals and people has different beauty is in the eye of the beholder like for me like say for sasa girl halimbawa kung yun lang yung ultimate goal niya but you, but the, the the identity is a trans person that is her right so ayo ay, pala niyang maging full blown like sobrang mukhang feminine we cannot judge her that she is not she is not a trans person for me ano na Lang yun eh, personal opinion like some people are saying that because probably they don't want sasa girl to be in that ad but they want themselves to be in that ad probably they have invested a lot of money to be beautiful and everything and at the end of the day it was sasa girl Well, sasa girl was lucky so don't blame it don't don't put the blame on sasa girl you know and when you say representation of a trans person i would say even ako i cannot tell that i am a representation of a trans person because the way i look or the way i present myself might be of a different standard to another person so hindi talaga siya stereotype it's 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 complex and it's very it's it's really difficult and I think, yeah, it is just a matter of personal opinion when they say that, oh, you don't represent us. Like even like say in the tribal communities, like say, um, I am a Tagalog, I am from Manila, like say, tapos I went to like say, Cotabato, and then I assimilated to the culture of like say, indigenous groups sa of Cotabato and I see I tell them I am an indigenous of um, I am a part of this indigenous group they will not say oh you're not because hindi ka naman kulay or you know you don't you don't identify like them because you are not like them you can never be like them so it's really it's really on the perspective of the person looking pero yung case ni sa girl i think it's all about some people are just jealous mm-hmm. let's yeah. accept that like mm-hmm. you know yeah, sorry na lang
0: <laughs> Okay, um, this is a question for all three of you but I'll start off with Jello well, With regards to trans women in the Philippines I would just like to ask your opinion on this Would you say that the, that part of the ignorance of some Filipinos of the trans community is in part because of their lack of exposure to the community and experiences or conversations with trans women? What do you think?
3: I think yes, definitely, because like what I said, like what I've always been saying, here in the Philippines, hindi pag gano'n ka-ano yung ka-educated yung tao about trans women. Like some Filipinos and even some relatives of mine think na trans woman ka lang if you've already transitioned, if like they always say, ah, ano ba yan? Uh, na sa baba? nagpagawana na sa baba? Ayun, so it's all like... They really lack. They really do. I really think that most, not all, of course, most Filipinos still lack soji education because it's such a taboo topic here in the Philippines. The people think na people who should t- who should talk about soji are just LGBT people. Na parang no, that's not the case. Learning about soji, learning about the LGBT community, doesn't make you automatically gay. The same way now, when people supported the whales, he didn't become a whale. So, um ganun yon. I think that Filipinos should be more open to learn more about the LGBT community and not be scared now when they learn these things. Na, eh, kasi pambakla. Like, they always say, ay, pambakla lang Eh, hindi naman ako LGBT. but ko pa pag-aaralan yang soji-soji na yan. I think that's wrong. Because, again, you'll always have a relative a friend, a sister, someone in your life that is part of the LGBT community and it's so important that you learn about kahit basics man lang para hindi ka ignorant na, yun nga, na, lalo na dito, if you ask a canto person about what a trans person is, they think na, ayan yung mga nagpagawa sa baba, nagpagawa sa baba. Yung, always like that. It's so, they have all these preconceived notions that are very wrong, that should be unlearned and would be easy once you educate yourself and just have meaningful conversations and be open but dinaslam naman yung basic soji it's like i don't know an hour or 30 minutes of talking na so you know guys instead of being eh, ayoko lang yung ganun ba so yeah education yeah. is key in my honest opinion
0: okay tira
1: yeah, I, I, I strongly agree with Jello. Um I think there's this, uh, this uh, I, I go back always again to being uh a Catholic. That's the first thing that comes into my mind because we're we are we were geared to be to, to grow to grow and revolve around uh a binary, you know, um system where there's male and female only, you know, and and then at the same time. Um, you know, the the teachings of the Bible masama maging bakla, you know, masama maging transgender, masama. Everything is all, you know. Um, I wish that um there could be an opportunity to really if I had a wand, a magic wand, I would change all the textbooks and everything to in the Philippines and project all this, yung baguhin lahat yung mga pag-aralan about sexuality, about their selves, you know, discover themselves. Because when I was growing up, I was told I have to be, I have to be this, I have to be that, I have to be this, I have to be that. And yet there was really no question like, well, what do I want to be? Can I be who I want to be? You know, so um I think we can achieve this, you know, like I hope that, you know, trans women will be so socially accepted. Um but I think it's gonna take a little it's gonna take a little while.
2: Yeah. Sydney? Yeah, that's very difficult. kasi um, the influence aten ng ng colonialism. Because before even when before the Spaniards came, ano naman tayo eh, accepted ang trans trans people in the, in the society. Like meron tayong mga babaylans, mga Catalonians, and everything. But it was eradicated because of the of of the the Spanish culture and because of religion. Now, since it's all instilled in us, it's really difficult to unlearn that and it's really difficult to change that perspective so ang, 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 yan, yan ang pinaka mahirap kasi it's it, it's it's not an easy task yeah. it's it's very it's very difficult and it's it's just like um Actually, ang naging part, kasi the media also is very is very significant. It created an impact because I remember when I was growing, the only the only representation of trans women or to that clo- the t- closest to that is yung mga movies panila Dolphy and you know na nag the drag. But for me, drag is an art form. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. It, it's not even a gender identity. Yeah. It is an art form. So yung connotation na yung like, intermingle nila yung yung drug, you're, you know, trans. Trans, being trans is gender identity. So I think proper education is really very important. Um, it will be, you know, if Tita Aida has a magic wand, siguro ako, three wishes lang. Sa akin, ang first wish ko siguro is, um, one textbook that would, that would cover the binary sexuality and the trans and other sexuality yun lang isang isa sa mga three wishes kasi yung mga yung, yung two wishes ko iba na eh
1: ano ba yung ano ba two wishes ano ba yung two wishes mom and sweepstakes crown love
2: it so yeah so i i think You know, just put it in the in the educational system of the Philippines. It will be great. Like for me, just acknowledge that these people like us exist. Yeah. And um, just give us a chance to reclaim that to reclaim that space. Yeah. And give us a chance to exist like anyone else. Yes. Yun yung pinaka importante for me. eh.
0: Okay. Um, I have uh, these questions about you guys. So um, I want to know, can you tell us more or, or some about uh, some of your advocacies and the changes being made within the trans community or movements, but uh, within the grassroots level? Tina, I'll, I'll take a stab okay, quickly. Okay, okay. So um,
2: <laughs> okay, okay. When, I, when I co-founded American Center of Philippine Arts, it gave me an opportunity and a platform to be to be recognized as as a Filipino artist, as a Filipino um, dance artist. But when I transitioned, I was able to provide the same opportunity and I was able to take that platform to be a Filipino trans artist. So it gave me a very, um, I would say, it gave me a good opportunity. At this point, after I transitioned, I started Haraya Dance project. Uh, we are still working on it um, because, you know, we have we have different expertise. Like Tita Aida is so good in community organization. You know, she is she's charming on that. Like that's her expertise. For me, um, my medium is dance. So I I started Haraya Dance project. Haraya Dance project is is a a group of individuals that we advocate for trans, non-binary, queer individuals of Filipino heritage. So this Haraya Dance project is a a space. It's It's a safe space where we can articulate our art form in which we are not being judged as binary while doing it. Kung baga, um, if i identify as female when i perform or when i do a, a performance for this group i am not being judged if um, you should be wearing this or that. So i, I, I tried to you know to to come up with, with with this kind of platform where as dance artists we are we we we, we feel safe. So that's that's what I have. That's what's brewing. That's what's brewing in in you know in my incubator right now.
0: Thank you for sharing, Sydney. How about you tita aida?
1: Well, I mean, I'll take you back in the 90s when I moved here. Um so when when i was trying to look for support around because when i got here i was like i met some amazing african american trans women on the streets they were my family um they took me in they gave me food you know um and and they they fixed everything for me to to go out and be myself and um and but what was going on was that all of them were going to um And this was the peak of HIV, actually, here in the United States, and um, there was no data available around trans women getting infected by HIV. And yet, the City Clinic, San Francisco AIDS Foundation, the Filipino Task Force on AIDS, were overflowing with trans women who needed case management because they they got HIV you know so so there was no no data available so in 1987 the department of public health decided here in san francisco to launch a survey a research survey where to determine at least some some kind of like have a baseline and 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 see what is the uh what's the rate of hiv in the transgender community here in san francisco and the 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 research paper of that i i i helped out in doing that research study and that was something that i was i'm so proud of um you know it really anchored me to the work that i'm doing right now around hiv and aids and um and hiv was so different at that time i mean People were 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 dying like flies, you know, just like every day. Um, so when that when the data came out, all this uh, we and and we applied for funding for different programs and for you know different organizations and everything. The money came in, you know, and then that's where you know, we were able to form support groups. We were able to form, to, to assign specific case management, uh, for, for transgender folks who can navigate the system. And I mean, like it, it was just like the, the doors red <laughs> and, and everything, you know? So, so that's one thing that I feel kind of like I, I, one of my stuff that I, I, I really am so proud of. And, um, Sydney mentioned it, I'm good in community organizing. I, I do, I, I, I oversee Transmarch here in San Francisco. Transmarch is the um the biggest transgender kind of like pride cuz they did doing SF Pride. Dito. Yeah, they put the T there, but you non, they write the T. That's it, you know. So, um it's a little bit Everywhere, So we decided to have our own trans pride, and we do it here. At this place called Dolores Park, and we have we get over like 7,000 to 10,000 people, and then we do this march towards the Towards the, um, the the tenderloin where the Comptons cafeteria riots happened, you know. So and then there's a little presentation there, but it is a it's a safe space and gathering of trans folks, gender nonconforming folks to come in, families, you know, kids, trans kids, everything. They're there, you know, and and that's one thing that I feel kind of like I, I I can say I'm proud of it. I'm I'm really very proud of it. So.
0: So amazing. Thank you so much for sharing, Tita Aida. Jello, how about your personal advocacies?
3: Um, I feel so small compared to Tita Aida and Sydney because I don't really, I mean, I don't organize these things. So I'm just a normal <laughs> citizen. But of course, my advocacy has always been fighting for LGBT rights, fighting for LGBT yeah. equality. And I try, I do try my very best to attend... Well, pre-pandemic, to attend all the prides, all the events, all the rallies that are organized here in the Philippines and of course, I I am very much vocal on social media about these things, so I guess yun na lang yung ambag ko, but I don't really do have like a great scale contribution to these advocacies, but maybe hopefully someday I will, but at the moment, I try my very best to just speak up about it and be vocal about it on social media because is, I think is important because one person speaking could still reach a lot of people
0: yeah definitely more than enough now we talked about um, your personal advocacies Uh, I want to know what do you wish to see from the government both in the US and the Philippines in terms of protecting trans rights start with Sydney again
2: Um, for me Number one that I wanted to see in the Philippines is the acknowledgement of the government on name change and gender marker. Because for me, it is, it's it, it's the start of everything. If your government was able to acknowledge you and allow you to embrace the name and the gender marker you want, that is already, it's, it's, it, it speaks volume. So, um, but for the states, I would say that I hope someday that we will be able to achieve the the gender equity in the workplace. And I hope, you know, someday we'll be able to achieve the healthcare that everybody deserves. Because now the healthcare is just like, you know, for those who are employed and everything, but not not everybody, not all people like us has employment. So, we, we, you know, I just hope that everybody will be given, like, you know, an equal opportunity to have a decent health care.
1: Yeah, I share this. Yeah, I share the same uh, um... Sentiment,
2: sentiment,
1: not the Philippines. You know, and I I wish that the the government can 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 really open their minds on you know um, on. Marginalized communities, you know, not, not like just like the transgender community, but also, you know, gender nonconforming folks that, you know, give them the opportunity to really be who they are, you know, and, and give them rights. I think that's so important. You know, my, my, my I, I get traumatized when I go home because, you know, when you go through immigration, I think I don't know if it's still there. It's been two years, you know, <laughs> dito ang lalaki dito ang babae you know and <laughs> and 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 it's just really kind of like like one time when I, I i don't i don't go out looking glamorous every day or you know i just want to be myself and that's what my transgender is all about you know um i went so you know i decided to go to the women's uh line and then when i got there um sabing clerk sabi, ah do nuke sa kabila sir sabing gano's gano I the naloka akodon. So and for me, I just want to get out of the Philippines and go back to the state. You know? So, so, I want to say, I want to I want ng to say, I I Ba yung stamp, <laughs> sabi ko ng lalaki at babae, sabi ko ganun. so you know, and here in the states, you know, I really feel na I um ma, mara, I'm so glad that we have the Biden administration, you know, that we are um somewhere somehow we got the project, because we have to reverse all the things that Trump did. That's the first thing that I think we should really do. Um, And at the same time, I think we should really provide resources, Tito. Ang, ang, I want to provide resources. to marginalized communities like trans women of color, particularly African American, because they're always targeted. You know, we that's why we have this transgender day of remembrance. Na, you know, we 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 think about of all those folks who trans women, especially trans women of color who was murdered, you know, because of violence and all this stuff. And you know api's like us you know asian pacific islanders filipinos chinese and transgender is also women of color you know and and we may not have that that much of a higher rate of 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 incidence for death and uh, by or murder for being trans but we're we're at risk we're always at risk you know so i just, i want to see something done about that as soon as, soon as possible and i think Having the Biden in the Biden administration in place is a big is a big help. So,
0: thank you, Tita Aida. Uh, Jella?
3: Um, Okay, I have here in the Philippines. I'm not sure if everyone is aware, but there is actually no law at all that protects LGBT people. There is no anti discrimination law here in the Philippines. It hasn't been passed yet. So that is one law that I just want to be passed already because it's already 2022 and we already and we still don't have an anti-discrimination bill here in the Philippines like what is up with that? So that is one law I wish to happen and then another is of course aside from the anti-discrimination bill is the soji equality bill because of course there's people think that the soji equality bill is asking for more. But in reality, soji is for everyone because even cis people, you have your own soji, so you are covered by the soji equality bill. But a lot of people still think that the soji is just for LGBT people. That, so soji bill is something I wish to happen, of course. And like what Sydney said, um, name change and gender marker change should also be acknowledge here in the Philippines because from personal experience working as customer service I of course handle customers who are trans or gender non-conforming and they're scared because their IDs show their real name and their assigned gender which I think at least man lang they should have at least should be able to have identification of what their lived name or preferred name is and what their gender identity is so that they're not scared of showing their ids in public places so that's also something i wish the government would recognize and of course um, same-sex marriage or at least same-sex civil union is something i wish the government would be open about
0: all right. Thank you so much, Jello. I wish our conversation can keep going on, but this is actually the last question I have for you guys. I think it's safe to assume that even with such an important issue, such as human rights, you know, including the rights of the trans community, some people just cannot be bothered to educate themselves about things that they don't think concerns them. Um, but for those who care enough um, to educate themselves or to uh, you know, be allies, for cis men and women, how can they show that they are allies?
2: You can be an ally with just like be standing there but not going against these people. Like I, I'm not expecting everybody to fight for us. For us, for me, I think you can be an ally by just allowing us to be what we are. And you don't have to like say anything, you don't have to, you know, to 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 fight for us or anything. Just just let us just let us live the way we want to live. For me, that is the most—I um, would say—the most significant thing that an ally could do.
1: For me, you know, I my philosophy in life is that it, if I don't have any control over a situation, I don't deal with it, you know. And if I have control over a situation, then I will have control over it, you know. So, um, allyship can be very tricky. You know, be it's because sometimes some people just say, "Yeah, I'm an ally," but here it rally or something, you know. So, and it's it's just really interesting how sometimes. Um, I think I would love to have allies that can self-reflect about their allyship, you know, because the it's it's if you if you say you're an ally, then do the do the role, perform the role you know you if 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 we're about to go here and 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 you know we're going to get you know uh gas tear gas and everything i mean walk mo itulak you know or something you know so somebody and everything um and and you know self reflection really helps a lot you know i mean I myself do that a lot. I think all of us do that a lot. And when you're reflecting, you know, sometimes you have to choose your battles, you know, because how am I going to be effective for the long run, you know, if I'm going to risk everything in just one setting or something like that. So they have that choice also. And I think, you know, (laughs) allies, they can teach their kids, you know? I mean, if they're cis and they have families, they have, you know, relatives, I think, you know, I mean, I grew up in an environment that entertainers kapag may mga reunion. You know, and and alam na nila, they know, they know the predict, they predict already na ko may mga yari di na You know, so and and it's fine. You know, um, I think I taught them early and gave them signs, and you know, and it was okay with them. So you know, I think education and really sharing stories, authentic stories of people, can really be very helpful.
3: Jella, anything you want to add? Um, For me, allyship is all about acknowledging that the LGBT community does exist and letting us live harmoniously and coexisting in the spaces that is traditionally for cis people. And of course, being an ally is like what Tita Ida said, it's all about breaking the cycle. Because these allies, these cis women and cis men, they're gonna have kids And I was gonna say Nana, You know it start, start them young If you really wanna be an ally Teach your kids About LGBT folks So that They don't need Like what I said If you're young enough And you learn these things You don't need to unlearn anything When you grow up Because You were already taught The right Things As a kid Rather than You know Still invoking the Binary structure To your kid And then letting them they but it's a pasila to learn about the about the LGBT, blah, blah, blah. Let's just let them learn it when they're adults. So it's gonna be another process of unlearning and relearning rather than learning these things at a young age. So as an ally, I think it's all about breaking the cycle. And you know, as an ally, you can also stop microaggressions. If you hear your like as a cis man or as a cis woman, if you hear your friends in an inuman session or in a spa date or whatever that this, I don't know what cis people do. Um, so, pag kayo with your cis friends and you hear them say microaggressions, you can see na, oy, masama yan, oy, bawal yan. I think that's what an ally is. Because, like what Sydney said, it, hindi naman kailangan na these allies rally, join the rallies, and you know, do everything, like fight for us. Simple things such as breaking the cycle is already enough to be an ally. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for joining us. That was a very, very insightful conversation. You know, at the end of the day, I think the fact that people from the LGBTQIA plus community are undeniably more visible now than ever. And people are able to just authentically express themselves. This should be something that feminists and humanity should... Sh- should all celebrate because, after all, it is a step towards equality for all genders. But thank you so much for joining us, our okay. very amazing guests. We got Sydney, Tita, Aida, and Jello. Marami salamat for sharing your thoughts and your stories with us. Thank you so much. But for our listeners, don't forget to watch out for the article of Mistrans Global 2020, Mela Habijan, coming out soon. Follow the social media pages of Hiraya Media to keep updated. But this has been Isa Chong for Hiraya Talk. See you on the next episode. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. (laughs) Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at hiraya underscore media and on Facebook at Media Hiraya. Also, drop by our website at hirayamedia.com for more of our stories in different formats. If you want to share your stories with us, send us an email at hello at hirayamedia.com.